Welcome into the PFF NFL Daily. Sam Monson here. Still no Steve Palazzolo, so we brought in Doug Kide, PFF's resident NFL insider. Doug, thanks for uh, thanks for joining us. We're going to talk a little bit of Kayvon Thibodeau today. Yeah, definitely an interesting topic. Thank you for having me, Sam. Nice to uh, replace cousin Steve on here. <laughs> um, Thibodeau is one of the most interesting players in this draft to me because you don't have to go back very far at all before he was the presumptive number one overall pick. He was the guy that we thought the Jags or the Lions or whoever it was that was going to end up with that top pick. That's who they were shooting for until Hutchinson became the guy. And then the longer this process is dragged on, the more it feels like Thibodeau is the guy this year who's had like the negative PR campaign waged against him, right? And we're hearing about how maybe he takes plays off, maybe he doesn't love football that much, you know, he's focused on cryptocurrency and all this kind of stuff. So from your perspective as a guy who talks to, you know, people inside the NFL, what are you hearing about Thibodeau and how real is this kind of smoke before the draft? I think it's somewhat real. One person put it best, it's it's real-ish, I would say. And I think that <laughs> opinions are, are kind of split on Kayvon Thibodeau and it depends on which scout or which executive or which coach you're really talking to about the Oregon edge defender. Uh, one person said that it was kind of a, a, a media based analysis that, that the effort issues are, are coming from that it's more, you know, media based than anything else. So obviously that person likes Kayvon Thibodeau quite a bit more. Another person said that he saw that Kayvon Thibodeau had above average effort on the field and that, you know, it's not necessarily good or bad. He kind of compared it to Jadevian Clowney, which isn't maybe necessarily the best comparison uh, to make since he hasn't really lived up to that billing as number one overall pick, but certainly still a useful player in the NFL and someone that, you know, I think that he still thinks that Kayvon Thibodeau certainly should be in the, the top five, top 10 conversation. Another person I talked to said that, you know, Kayvon Thibodeau doesn't really show a whole lot of interest in defending the run. And one example that he used was in the Pac-12 championship game against Utah. And he thought that Utah was really running at Kayvon Thibodeau throughout that game. I went back and watched it. And I think there, there's some, some factual basis to that. I think that Utah was kind of running to Kayvon Thibodeau's side. It was the last game of his, of his, you know, college career in the Pac-12. And maybe the effort wasn't all the way there on every single play. Uh, you can't totally tell just from, from watching film and everything like that. So maybe that's where that above average comes from, not spectacular effort. Uh, and then after I, I wrote a piece on this uh, for PFF on Wednesday, and actually after it came out, someone did reach out to me who had a little bit more of a, a negative take on Kevon Thibodeau. And he was basically saying that, you know, from the start, Kayvon Thibodeau was more of a media creation and that the only reason that he was being talked about as the number one overall pick was based on media reports, not based off what teams were thinking. So I think that that's really where the fall has come is that maybe he never was viewed as that number one overall right. pick in the NFL in the first place. That's what the media saw in him. And now he's falling back down to earth to where this is where teams actually saw him all along as being a top 10 pick, but not necessarily the number one overall pick in the draft. That's always a tricky part of this whole process, right? Is sometimes it feels like guys' stocks are going up or they're going down, <laughs> whereas really what's actually happening is the the media or us as analysts, we're just sort of discovering and uncovering more and getting closer to where the NFL has been all along on these guys, right? And it's not it's not that they're going up or down. It's just that what you thought initially was off relative to where the NFL was. And we're just sort of learning where they had them pegged all along. I will say, though, with, with Thibodeau, 
I'm always a little bit wary when we start to talk about effort on the field because it's one of those things where when you're looking for it, you can find it anywhere, right? Pretty much any player in the NFL, if you go looking for plays where they're disinterested or they're not giving 100% or they're taking a play off, you'll find them, right? And it's, it's not limited to the sort of diva type personalities or guys that don't have great motor. It's just every single player in the NFL will take a play off if he can, right? Like if you give him an opportunity where he knows he's not involved in this play, you'll find them. So when that starts to become a thing, it becomes this kind of self-fulfilling prophecy or this self-perpetuating thing when all of a sudden everybody's looking for this now. And that's when you start to find it. And that's when everybody starts to talk about it and just gets bigger and bigger and snowballs. But it feels like you could do that with everybody. It just needs that initial ball to start rolling for it to become a thing. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, basically what you said, like one person starts talking about it, then a couple of other people bring it up and then you start asking around about it. And obviously some people will kind of agree about it, but certainly there are, I think that the important thing about what I wrote on Wednesday is that there are still people who don't view it that way, who don't think that the effort is a concern, that effort isn't a question mark uh, for some teams. And, you know, the whole character and loving football and all of that aspect, that's another thing that I don't look too deeply into, I know that, you know, you take a guy like Martellus Bennett, maybe he didn't have the longest career. Maybe he wasn't, you know, an elite tight end in the NFL uh, throughout the entirety of his career, but he was a very solid NFL player who had tons of interests outside of football and still went on to be a successful NFL player, a Super Bowl champion, uh, played for some very good teams, for some very good head coaches, some very good players loved having him as a teammate. So those guys can still succeed. It doesn't, you know, everyone's got a brand in the NFL right now. So that's another thing where, yeah, all it really takes is for a player to start talking about it or, you know, analysts or the media to start talking about how this guy's got a brand, he's got off-field interests. So does everyone, but it becomes, like you said, a self-fulfilling prophecy when people actually start talking about it as being an issue. So that I I really don't see as an issue uh, with Kayvon Thibodeau. Yeah, like the idea that you can't have any interests outside of football is kind of crazy. I mean, Larry (laughs) Fitzgerald famously would go traveling extensively throughout the world, all throughout his you know NFL career. In his off season, the dude would spend his entire time traveling, going, seeing other places, seeing other cultures. I never remember you know travel being a massive red flag with Larry Fitzgerald because who cared as long as he was producing, catching footballs, racking up yards, you know, being one of the greatest receivers of his era. It's not a problem. Again, it's the thing that becomes a construct once you've decided you don't like a guy in the first place. Um, So Thibodeau is being kind of uh, compared and contrasted a lot to Trayvon Walker, the Georgia defensive end. We've talked a lot about Walker on this podcast and on the main PFF podcast, but I want to focus a little bit more on other players because all of a sudden when, you know, he maybe was the number one overall pick beforehand, maybe not, it started off and it was Thibodeau versus Hutchinson. And then it became Thibodeau versus Trayvon Walker. And you're hearing now that it might even be Thibodeau versus guys like Jermaine Johnson. He might be slipping, you know, even further down the list of edge rushers, or at least is seen as further down the list of edge rushers for some teams. Yeah, it certainly wouldn't surprise me. I couple sources I reached out about where they thought Kayvon Thibodeau would go. One person said anywhere from fifth overall 
to ninth overall. Another person said anywhere from fourth overall to 10th overall. So basically that just includes the Jets into the conversation as well, since they have the fourth and 10th picks. So doesn't seem like he'll be in the first three picks, whereas, you know, Aiden Hutchinson, odds on favorite right now to be the number one overall pick. Trayvon Walker could wind up being the second overall pick to the Detroit Lions or really go uh, in that kind of realm. But Jermaine Johnson, I reached out about where he might go in the draft as well. And I heard anywhere from fifth to 14th. So if you're talking about, you know, Jermaine Johnson being the fifth overall pick in the draft, Kayvon Thibodeau being more like the the ninth or 10th, then yeah, it's certainly possible that he could wind up being the fourth edge rusher taken in this class, which, you know, I'm not sure how much that shows Thibodeau dropping in the rankings as much as it just shows how good this pass rusher, the, the elite tier of pass rushers in this class really are. If you're talking about four guys maybe going in the top 10 in this year's draft. It also shows like the unmatched Midas touch of that Georgia defense this year, where even people that were, you know, had to transfer away from the Georgia defense just to get the playing time to prove that he was a quality player could be a top five player in this draft, right? Everybody connected with that Georgia defense seems to have their draft stock going through the roof right now. Yeah, definitely. And I think the other element here in play is just that other guys have improved their draft stock. That's certainly possible during this process. A guy like Trayvon Walker has certainly improved his draft stock based on what he did at the combine. I think that Jermaine Johnson is someone who probably improved his draft stock at the Senior Bowl. He had a a solid week at the Senior Bowl. Kayvon Thibodeau had a a decent combine, uh, didn't go through the whole, you know, all-star game circuit or anything like that. So I think that he's just kind of been treading water a little bit where he's been ranked, whereas other guys might be able to leapfrog over him a little bit. And then, you know, Aiden Hutchinson's another guy who seems to have raised or rised a little bit during this, this draft process uh, through, you know, the combine and maybe some of the interviews that he's done and everything like that. So yeah, it's overall, it seems like a fall, basically, to you know, to, to recap some of what we've said. It seems like a fall for Kayvon Thibodeau, where we were talking about him during the season as the potential number one overall pick. Uh, but it just feels like things are kind of returning to the norm, and this is where he probably would have gone all along. And I think it speaks to him as well as a player, you know, just simply on the field, which we haven't really talked about that much, that even with some of the effort question marks and even with, you know, some of the character, does he love football, all that off-field brand stuff, that he's still being a top 10 pick just shows how good he really is on the field. Right. And that's the bottom line, I think, is he has been incredibly explosive. He's got the best pass rushing grade outside of Aiden Hutchinson. You turn on the tape, you see this twitched up athlete, a guy who's incredibly explosive in a straight line. And it does sort of, from the outside looking in, it kind of feels unfair that all of the attention on him right now is negative. But I think that's an interesting way of framing it, that it's not necessarily like this negativity campaign surrounding Thibodeau to drive his stock downwards. It's simply, we are now discovering the reasons why NFL teams were never quite as high on him as other prospects. And that's why it all seems negative, right? Because it's yeah. it's sort of explaining why the league was never quite as high on him as everybody else. So I think that's, that's a great look at Kayvon Thibodeau and why his stock is where it is right now. And also putting him in contact with these other edge rushers. Doug, thanks a ton for hopping on and doing the uh, the PFF NFL Daily today. Absolutely. Anytime, Sam. That's it for us. Uh, we'll see you next week with Steve. Bye.